This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Clayton John, and Christopher Admack. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. That's episode 352, The Ties That Bind. Mm. Does it count if it binds you to a knockout round game? Uh, we've been bound to that for a long time now. <laughs> well, it almost just makes it even more certain. So, uh, so we obviously did not have an episode before the Chicago match. Um Stuff got in the way, life, all, all that stuff. Uh, so we'll talk about two games tonight. Uh, well, I guess four total. But first, we're going to talk about Orlando and Chicago. Uh, both of them draws. Orlando at home, 1-1. Chicago on the road, 2-2. Both with Brian White stoppage time goals. Uh, let's get this one. Uh, Truman, do you have the tweets ready or do I need to bring them up? No, I got them right here. Okay. Uh, so let's get into the tweets against Orlando. We got a few. Travis Moose said, this team makes you want to cry, puke, fist pump, and turn off the TV all at the same time. It's like a Shakespearean play where you don't quite get the ending, but you know it's not going to matter in the long run anyway. You need better players, especially up front, playoffs or not. Trim the fat, build a new team around Caden Clark, Jared Stroud, Omir Fernandez, Brian White. Hope for, hope for a better, more consistent 2021 season. Now, he's getting rid of everybody, apparently. Okay. Ah, uh, Steven Santos. Just another lackluster game until the dying seconds when we managed to salvage a draw from our ass. We need consistency from our offense to get us somewhere next year or the playoffs this year, but we just know that's not happening at all. Jeremiah, I'm both happy to see the team continue to scrap and pull out a draw against a very good team and pissed that they've lowered the bar so far that we'll accept points when we play poorly and get saved by one great individual play late in the game. And our friend, of course, Anthony, said this team looks better than expected lately. Glad to see us get a result despite uh, Amro Tarek's play tonight. Well, one play, right? One in play in particular in that game. Uh, Tinino M says Parker has been the MVP of this team so far. Duncan, not good. Okay, to be continued. Still need an established forward. Can't wait for Kaku to come back. Mayor has been excellent. I'm done. Amro needs to step it up. Now I'm done. And then covering the last game. Just Tonino said, Coach found a four-leaf clover a few games ago. I think Brian White found it and just put it in a shoe. I think that's what yeah. happened. Yeah, that sounds about right. So let's get into this with our likes and dislikes. Uh, Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about these two matches? Uh, well, really, I think what I disliked the most, I, I guess if you want to couple together, central def- uh, defender play, because one, you have Tarek uh, with the bad. Uh, defensive play in the Orlando match, uh, leading to penalty kick, and then on uh, this last past Saturday, you have Aaron Long just 
I don't know if it was rust or what, but he had a completely brutal uh, game where he was pretty much uh, in on both goals there. So, um, yeah, that would be my big dislike. Mine, mine has got to be not starting Brian White. Right? I mean, what's this guy got to do to just get more consistent minutes? I, I don't know. Uh, Barlow had one great game. One. You know, I, I, I just, I don't know. Hell, even at the end of this game against Chicago, Barlow had an easy opportunity to put that ball on himself, and he completely shankopotamused the ball. And it was Brian White who saved them right there at the death. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what this guy has to do to just be in that starting lineup. Um, he showed the flashes last year. I'll say it again. He showed those signs before he got hurt that he was going to be a consistent guy, and then he's just being left out to dry again. Um, I don't know if he's not in the starting lineup tomorrow. I, I just won't know what to think anymore. I'm just going to double down on that. I mean, I don't know how many shots Barlow has had. Over the last two games, let alone that big whiff at the end. Listen, I, I saw where the ball bounced off his knee, but if you are going to be a top, or not even top, if you're going to be a decent striker, you have to put that in the back of the net, regardless of mm-hmm. how high that that rises up. Right? That it that was the perfect setup for a poacher's goal, and he didn't do it. I mean, it, how many chances do you give the guy, right? Um, Cardinal, for all his talk about, we're, we're going to give out the starting 11 day of. I, I don't know what Barlow is doing in training that somehow gets him above White and every other forward on the, this team. I mean, White right now is our leading forward in goal scoring, and he's number two in the team. We're tied for two on the team. Just, I, I'm all for giving guys chances, but when you've proven that you can't do it, next guy up. That's, right. that's where we're at. Something that doesn't make sense, I blame analytics. <laughs> well, Chris Armas isn't here anymore. Mm. All right, so what do we like about these two matches? Uh, Jim, you can go first. Uh, aside from Tex, god-awful penalty... I'm going to, I mean, I can't mention Brian White again, right? I just can't. Brian White, you are our hero. We all know. Um, but against Orlando, the defense definitely kept them in that game as well. Uh, against a really, really good team this year. They gave up one goal and it was on the penalty kick. So hats on to them, at least in this Orlando game for, um, hanging in there and, and managing to get that point against the team they got walloped by in the previous game. Yeah. Uh, well, since you uh, you mentioned Brian White, and I guess can't mention him again, I'll mention him. So, yeah, Brian White, saving our asses two straight games in a row. Uh, I feel like we should rename the show the Brian White Rant or something. Yeah. Should we change the name of something or start the petition until Brian White is starting like he should? Okay. Brian White. <laughs> ah! <laughs> This, this is what we get when Pat misses a week. <laughs> yeah, I got the energy back that I did not have at all last week. <laughs> uh, my like, as much as he didn't score uh, these two games, is uh, Caden Clark because 
listen, he's a midfielder. He's not expected to score every single time. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody could agree that he has been consistent in his four appearances so far for the uh, MLS side, right? So for unfortunately, that's the lowest that the bar is this season, is that consistent performances is a good thing. And uh, that's all we can hope for right now is consistent performances going forward because let's assume that we're going to actually make a run in the playoffs. You need that. If you want to be good next year, you need consistent performances, right? And I know it's early for him, but for him to come in at 17 and to put four appearances and, – and don't get me wrong. He's made stupid mistakes at times. He's a kid. But for the most part, he's been consistent in his play. And that's a, a good thing to see out of a young kid starting his professional career, at least in a top level. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry. His, his granite statue is going to go right next to Kaku's uh, bronze statue in <laughs> Monument Park by the Passaic. So I'm not worried. All right. So any afterthoughts on this game or these two games? I, I mean, I guess you'd wish more than just two points out of two games. Um, it could have been worse. Could have been zero. Yeah, I mean that's the whole. That's what you're looking at. Uh, it sucks that the game in Chicago they did have the early lead. Well, it's not. It wasn't really early lead, but they did take the lead away, and then they did give that up, giving up two straight goals, um, and then have to pull it out of their ass. But that that was. Kind of sucky. Um, I guess you like you like to draw better against Orlando, better team, but Chicago is kind of a crap team. So I think that's the game. Probably with that early one nothing lead, you would hope they would have held on and got a win there. Uh, I guess my after that would simply be: I wish MSG would make it easier to watch a replay of the game instead of having to wait until they upload the rewind. If I come home in the middle, let me just rewind the beginning and start from there. It'd be much easier. Uh, my little afterthought, and I think Truman might agree with this, is uh, with that with ESPN Plus, we don't get to select the feeds, but Tony Miola, guest of the show, yes. is the color guy for Chicago, and I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, he was grant, granted he slanted his analysis towards Chicago because that's the broadcast, but I thought he was pretty fair on on both sides in terms of how he saw the game and how he was. Um, pointing out different things and explaining why things are happening in the game like this. I feel like he is one of those players that can make the jump to obviously a color position or even a coach. Cause he has such a detailed understanding of how the game is and how it's supposed to work. You could definitely tell that Tony enjoyed calling that game. He enjoyed an old school, an old school early MLS rivalry for sure. He really liked that. And, and he liked the fact that it was trippy. He brought that up a few times that, this is playoff quote playoff soccer and what you want to see. Yeah. He, so he definitely enjoyed the game. I, th- I think he did a good job. No, he was great. He's awesome. It's Tony Miola. When is he not awesome? Come on. True. And if I realized he was the color guy, I would suggest we actually did the show last week and try to get him on, but too late for that. All right. Uh, predictions. I still haven't gotten to it. I, wow. Weird. Yeah. Go figure. I know. And I'm not getting into tonight because I feel like I'm going to be working after we're done with this. Um, so the current playoff picture, the Red Bulls have 26 points. Uh, eight, 
eighth in the East. That was after Mont- or, um, Nashville beat Montreal today in Red Bull Arena. So Nashville jumped into seventh. Uh, right now, the Red Bulls will face either Montreal or Chicago. I'm not sure which because Chicago has a point or a game in hand on Montreal. Uh, they are five points off of Miami, or sorry, five points ahead of Miami, who is number 11 in the first team out of the playoffs. So uh, with that, the points right now they need to qualify is 31. Basically, if they could get two wins or a win and two draws, pretty much, they'll be in. So with that being said, let's – Talk about the two games coming up and see how much they can get off of those. The first one, uh, New England at home on Wednesday, October 28th. Game is broadcast on MSG. Uh, I forgot to write <coughs> the time down, but I believe it's 7 o'clock. I'm going to double check. You wrote it on an agenda, man. What happened? I didn't write the time. I forgot oh, the time. Ooh, yes. Se- seven. Okay, so 7 p.m. on Wednesday. So, Truman, what do you think is going to happen against New England? I don't even know anymore. I don't know. Uh, if if I'm right, the Red Bulls are undefeated in four games. Technically, yes. Right? So that's good, right? They're on a red-hot streak of uh, six points. So, I mean, Seven. three. A, a win and three draws. Or six. Damn, I can't do math right now. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I just – I don't know anymore. I really don't know what's going on with this team. But I'll say this. It's New England at home, albeit, again, no fans. But they usually do pretty good against New England at home, as far as I remember, except for it's a playoff game and then all hell breaks loose and people's legs getting broken and no one's getting sent off the field. But anyway, enough about that. <laughs> uh, does, does this team have enough to get a win? I'm going to say they do in this game. I think they have enough to get a win and really lock up an awesome uh, Blech playoff spot. Um, oh, God almighty. I guess I'll go standard 2-1. Why the hell not? Caden Clark gets back on the board again. And so does Mr. Brian White, who still doesn't get a start, but he does come on in the 55th minute and scores a goal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm, because it's home, I mean, I was thinking I was going to originally go with a draw, but since they're home and since they are playing pretty well, I actually go to echo the same thing. 2-1 win. Yeah, no, I, that means I won't gain on Truman if we're both right, but whatever. I'd rather be right than wrong, so 2-1 win. I think they have a chance to win, but their offense has not been great. Um, I think the only time we've scored two goals aside from those two, the two four one wins is the Chicago match, and that was again a literal last minute stoppage time goal. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a one nothing win. I'm moving one step closer to a playoff spot. Well, let me phrase it: securing a playoff spot. Because come on, we're gonna we're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna bow out in the first round, but. You got to make the playoffs for that part to happen. So, yes, indeed. Uh, uh, the next game will be on Sunday, November first. New York City FC away. Uh, that game's on MSG. The time right now is to be determined. 
Not sure why. Not like the Yankees are playing right now. Oh, that's that's a shame. That is a shame. So that that was the reason they went back to Yankee Stadium, right? It was because the Yankees didn't make they they ended their season. Yeah. Seven o'clock start, by the way. Okay, I was looking on their website and it said TBD, so their website's out of date. Probably go to MLS.com. Way more, yeah. way more updated all the time. Which yep. They're supposed to feed the New York Red Bulls website. So, again, good job, MLS, on getting your shit straight. So, Drew, what do you think is going to happen against the Smurfs? Oh, God. Um, uh, uh, one nothing win for no reason whatsoever. None. I have no reason for them to win this game. Uh, but I cannot predict blue team to win a game. So, I'll just say one nothing. Uh, five nothing because it's been too long since we've been close to the red wedding. So, uh, I can't. I can't say they're gonna win. They're, they're not that good. Duh. Um, but I, I don't. I don't want to call a, a loss either. So I'll say it's a one-one draw on the road. Which honestly, for MLS, uh, uh, getting a point on the road is always a good result. So. All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about for these two games before we move on? I'm surprised that game's not on um, like ESPN or Fox or anything. Yeah, it's true. They the New York Derby usually is. I wonder if that's a makeup to the locals because of the, taking the rivalry games or some of the rivalry games for MLS's back. Don't know, but weird. Just weird that that wouldn't be on there. Yeah. It's okay. We don't need Alexi Lawless telling us how bad we are again. That's a fair point. All right. Uh, so with that, it's time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. All right. So the one item I have here was a little bit of controversy, depending on how you look at it, uh, in MLS over the last few weeks. Uh, it was announced by the Supporters Shield Foundation that they would not be awarding the Shield this year due to COVID and what introduced into the schedule. After fan and team backlash, uh, they met again and decided that it's back on. I think it was like less than a week before between decisions. Well, I, I have more information for you, but go ahead, and then I, I'm going to fill in the holes for you. Okay, so... Actually, why don't you just go in from the from the beginning? Because I feel like that's better than me trying to talk around right. it. So I, I believe the blog is Sounders at Heart had really the full story about this. I knew a little bit of this beforehand, that um, the decision to not award the Shield was made in July. Before the MLS's back tournament, the decision was made. Um, MLS, of course, said, don't make any announcements. They were the ones kind of telling the foundation not to say anything about it until they decided what they were going to do. It was a lot of nonsense of why this didn't get announced the last minute. I mean, I think it's completely crazy for this information not to get released because by the time they were finally able to say something, there's basically two teams left in shield competition. And, of course, what happens, two teams, fans and players and coaches go fucking crazy over it, Um, which that's what, of course, led to the backlash. A bunch of people pissing and moaning about it. 
Um, I'll get to my personal opinion in a minute. I'm sure we all have probably like our own opinions. Um, and of course, and I think what ended up happening was, and then there was a f- vote between each club's supporters. Everyone threw a vote in that way, and that's what they made their second decision on. Um, and that's when they eventually decide to reverse decision and award the shield this year. So I think Pat has the least amount of thoughts out of all of us. So yeah, just seems like it was a tall thing was dumb. <laughs> All right, so, I'm, glad, I'm glad they're awarding it, I guess. <laughs> Alright, so... What I what I think should happen is if you make the decision in July, just announce it, screw MLS. Or say, you know, this is an option under consideration and we will see what happens with MLS this year, right? Couch the expectations then if you decide you're, it's worth risking not giving it out this year. Just to come out and say eventually we're not going to do it when like Truman said when there's only two teams left realistically that can get it it looks bad the bigger thing for me is that I did not realize the Shield Foundation was not part or not directly part of the um, Independent Supporters Council I think mm-hmm. they're like a subsect or something like that so not every club is represented on that Shield Foundation and to me that just doesn't make sense the whole thing is the Supporter Shield is supposed to be from the supporters, so every club should have a say. Or at least one representative for, per team, right? Like, obviously, with the Red Bulls, there's multiple supporters groups, so you can't say every single group gets a say. Well, right. What happens is if if our, if our the Red Bulls have three clubs and the Galaxy have five, between our three members, we have to cut, we get one vote. And between their five clubs, they have to all get together and agree on one vote. Every team gets one vote no matter how many individual supporters club each team has. And, and that's what I think – and that's what should be happening with the Shield. It should be one vote per club, not a specific group of represented clubs get to make the say. Sure, but yeah, I mean, that, yeah I'm fine with that. Um, but, I mean, they should have done that really in July, like they said. I mean, they, they made a vote, but maybe the mistake is doing that vote with all the clubs in July. Um, like you said, to temper expectations later on in the season. Uh, that being said, I was totally fine with not them not awarding, uh, awarding it. I think the argument of the schedule is never balanced is really stupid. Uh, you all play the same amount of games. You know, sure, you're not playing the same clubs all the time. They're still playing the same amount of games. Uh, they award the President's Trophy in the NHL every year, and the same teams aren't playing each other over and over again as well. So, this stage was ridiculous. I mean, Colorado, are they even getting their full slate of games in? I, I, I don't know. Teams not playing at home. It was really a crazy year. I was totally fine with them not awarding it like Pat. I think Pat, it, it was like a whatever decision. I mean, I'm kind of the same way too, but I think the temper tantrums that, that fans, coaches and players through was completely ridiculous, not understanding of the situation at all. And it came from two clubs. The only two clubs that were in competition were the ones who threw hitsy fits about it. And if I remember correctly, I think Varney even said, he, if, they couldn't get the shield. They would make their own trophy or something like that. Right. Like that's, and, and, that's, that's the level at which they got with the teams. 
And and no matter what happens, if you finish in that first place team, you're still getting the Champion League, league spot. You're still getting everything that comes with winning the Shield. You're still the first place team in the league. Mm. You know, I, I thought that was. I think it was very selfish on some teams' parts just to throw that kind of shit fit and harangue these members that like made decisions that I'm sure they didn't want to make. You know, and to like attack these people online consistently over and over again. It's just stupid probably also some of the same fans that said the shield is not a real trophy and then they were they might win it they suddenly became a real trophy i guarantee you there's a lot of the same people i guarantee it uh yeah that's absolutely the case i mean would you guys sort of temper tantrum if it was the red bulls that would win the shield and we were not awarded it this year i would care more would, but would you i mean would you go on a twitter spree of of hatred and vitriol uh, no because i hate twitter <laughs> <laughs> and, so I'm not an ass- and I'm not an asshole. <laughs> right. For me, it would have been like, I, like personal opinion is like, sucks, but we're still the first place team. That's and, that's the main thing. It's still the benefits of being the first team in first. And this is an this is a really extraordinary year for everybody. I mean, we haven't had a balanced schedule since what, like 2013 or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And somebody, I guess somebody that is sort of, I I don't know the affiliation, but somebody pointed out that we miss games after 9-11, but we've never missed games to this scale before where we didn't, we played two weeks and then we're gone for like three months. And then when we came back, we didn't know the full schedule until with like a month and a half left in the season. And, again, teams, uh, all the Canadian teams are playing out of the U.S. right now because they're not being allowed back into Canada. Um, it, it was such an extraordinary situation. I would have understood this, this, the, hey, we're not going to give it this year. Um, it, it just, it, like, yeah, it would have sucked if the Red Bulls were there, but I would totally understand the, the rationale. Right. Like I said, it's just if you're going to if MLS is saying to you, don't announce anything because we want to see what we can do. I get it. Just put something out there just saying, hey, listen, this is something we're considering Uh, as per our talks with Major League Soccer. We're not doing anything at this point until a decision can be made on the season. Done. Now, expectations are set. And at that point, nobody can argue because the situation we're in is. Who the fuck knows when anybody's getting out of quarantine? <laughs> right? yeah. Let alone yeah. play soccer again. <laughs> just that, that's also, I mean, you really know, it just comes down to poor PR. That's what it yeah. is. I mean, look at this was Toronto's schedule when they came back. You ready? They played Vancouver, Vancouver, Montreal, Montreal, Vancouver, Montreal. Cool. You played the same two teams a hundred times. I mean, in reality, that should, in theory should disqualify them because those are. I mean, how do you justify getting close to a third of your schedule with the same two opponents? Right, over and over and over again. Yeah. When every other team that's based in the U.S. has to play, doesn't get to play the same opponent four or five times a year. Right. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Toronto or Philly won't deserve a shield because this is an extraordinary year, but. It, this this is such a weird year that if if somebody were to say no, it to me it makes sense. Right. That's, it, that's it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I fans get upset over dumb shit. And this was definitely the dumbest. I guess that's what happens when they're just trapped at home all the time. Uh, you assume it only happens when we're trapped at home. Hmm. I need to go to my quiet place. <laughs> I think that was ever Toronto troll right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, anything else for the dumping grounds? No, I think that all was, right. I think that's enough, right? Yeah. Or just just a note, actually, because I remember seeing this today. Uh, Bartholomew and the rest of the um, FC Barcelona board are have resigned. You want to talk about a club in turmoil? <laughs> That's a shame. Too bad. All right. So uh, next, it's time for Pat's betting corner. All right, tomorrow night, I got Orlando City over Atlanta. I got Minnesota United over the Rapids and LAFC over the Houston Dynamo, which means LAFC will lose because every time they bet on them, they lose. So, <laughs> but nevertheless, that is your right. three-team parlay. <laughs> Edge your bets in the opposite direction. Yeah. It happens every time. I bet two bets, and then like uh, LAF- and they win them both, and then LAFC goes up against some, like, garbage team. I'm like, okay, great. That's all I need. And then <laughs> next morning I'll see, oh, I lost. What, they get a draw? I'm like, oh, no, they lost to Houston Dynamo 2 somehow. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, it happens every time. So, yes, they're going to lose to Houston Dynamo 2, but I nevertheless, that's my three-team parlay. Well, the good one? news for you is that um, uh, was, uh, who's back for um, – uh, Via's back for – LA too, so that's going to be a big help for them getting their shit together. So they're going to have him and BWP up top scoring goals. So they might get their shit together at this point to make a strong playoff push, so maybe they will win that game for you. Alright, so that brings us to the last segment, uh, Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. Alright, so Easily, I could say Toronto losing five nuts thing against Philadelphia. It's got to be it, right? You'd be wrong. You'd be totally wrong because there's something way worse that happened, way more insane. Uh, in the era de VCA, uh, Ajax beat a team called Venlo 13 to 0. 13 to 0 with goals in the 12th, the 17th, the 32nd, the 44th. The 54th, the 55th, the 57th, the 59th, the 65th, the 74th, the 76th, the 78th, and the 87th minutes. That, my friends, is an annihilation. Um, clearly a, a record in that league. And it put the, where are they, 14th place Venlo with a minus 13 goal differential. <laughs> so pretty much they were sitting on a nice even zero goal differential um, and that is a hole they may never recover from nope can I give a runner up sure different different football New York Jets losing to Buffalo's kicker who missed two field goals well, I mean, they could be the terrible team of the week every single week of the year. You know what's worse is I caught myself in the, in the first half. I told my girlfriend, "Is like, I said, oh, shit, I'm getting hope again. 
then sure enough. Why would you want them to win? I would. I mean, I was praying they would blow that game. There's no reason to win games anymore. None. The, the only reason to keep Adam uh, Adam Gase as the coach is to ensure you don't win any more games. Yeah, which, which I think is Chris Johnson's plan here. No, I'm, honestly, it was more about the the not Darnold because I'm not sure if I'm sold if if he's the the future, but more of uh, our wide receiver and running back draft picks and how they're going to do. Although our wide receiver got laid out at the end of the game, so that was good. Cool. Sam Darnold just led him into a head-on collision. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so let's wrap this one up. You can visit... Actually, I have to ask. Anything else before we wrap up? Nope. No. Okay. So let's wrap this one up. Patreon.com slash RedBullRant. One buck a month is all you need for exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap-up, live post game, anything we decide to do. RedBullRant at gmail.com. If you want to email us, 973-348-5329. If you want to call us and leave a voicemail, Facebook.com slash RedBullRant. On Twitter, at RedBullRant for the show, at DocDisDude for myself, at PMACDA2 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Well, I would like to see three wins uh, in the next coming week. I would love to see a win tomorrow night. I would love to see a win on Sunday. But most importantly, if you haven't done it yet, a big win is getting out there Tuesday and voting. Uh, doesn't matter who you're voting for. Get out there and vote. It's super huge. Be a part of uh, this country. Blah, 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 blah. Voting is very cool. I voted already. Uh, so you should do the same. Get out there and vote. And that being said, win. Yeah, get out and vote if you haven't already. I already did, and I turned off America since then. I'll, I'll, I think I'll turn America back on maybe a week or two after the election. <laughs> Yeah, I, I plan on voting this weekend. Mar- Maryland has early voting through the weekend, so going to take up on it. The, the lines here have been crazy. I think uh, my girlfriend took her 45 minutes to get through the line. And and there were some lines in Maryland that were like an hour, hour and a half, easy. <clears throat> but, yeah, do whatever you can to get out there and vote. Um, you may think it's not worth it, but th- this is how you influence the government to support you and everybody else in your community is by voting and saying what you want to be heard. Just remember, don't vote for Kodos. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 352 with the Red Bull rant. Thank you guys for tuning in as always. Go Red Bulls. Goodbye. Lights. Lights.